What is it? It's a dishwasher. Oh. And actually, I didn't realize how much I like my dishwasher until you don't have it for three weeks. And you're like, well, why is this kitchen a mess? <laughs> Nowhere to put dishes except I have to do them. So uh-huh. I'm just like, I didn't realize. <laughs> Hello, folks. Welcome to the Park Church Podcast. I'm your host, James Lapine, and uh, thank you for joining us this month. As you know, we're taking uh, the year of 2018 to talk with um, everyone who we support financially, organizations and people. Uh, And so we've talked with um, a variety of church planners and overseas ministers and uh, local nonprofits. And this month we are talking with Save Our Youth. Um, Our guest is Trudy Swain. She's our primary guest. And then we have uh, one of actually one of their mentors, Bree Johnson is here with us today. Uh, Save Our Youth is a youth development organization providing at-risk youth with um, educational, emotional, and spiritual skills for success through long-term mentoring relationships. So you'll get to hear from Trudy, who uh, works with Save Our Youth, and then you'll get to hear uh, from Bree, who's actually one of their mentors. So you get to hear a little bit more of what that relationship is like and about the good work that they're doing here in the city of Denver. Um, if you enjoy uh, the episode, we always ask you to go into iTunes and subscribe so that you won't mi- miss the next one. Um, and then while you're in there, if you could rate and review us, that'll just help other people find the show. Um, if you want to check out any of the resources that we mentioned on the show, go to parkchurchdenver.org slash park dash podcast. Uh, so if you want to learn more about Save Our Youth, um, you can go there and click on Trudy's picture and then go into the show page and you'll find um, not only resources related to Save Our Youth, but anything, any of the fun stuff that we talked about. So any of the movies or food or books or any of the other fun stuff. If you want to check that out, check out the show page. Um, okay, that's it for me. Let's hop into the interview with Trudy and Bree. Hey, Trudy and Bree, welcome to the show. My first time with two guests and, and in this brand new, beautiful studio. So yes, welcome. Thanks yeah. for having us. Yeah. Thank you, James. Of course. We, uh, we're getting started a little bit late because of your complications with your dishwasher <laughs> delivery. I'm so sorry about that. Thanks, James, for <laughs> announcing that to the world. <laughs> <laughs> You've been having to wash your dishes by hand. I just want people to know. I want them to feel sorry for you. I know that's, that's hard. Exactly. Yes. Um, so I, you know, I, emailed Neil Long, who works here at Park Church, and said, who, who should I talk to from Save Our Youth? And he said, you should talk to Trudy Swain. Okay. Uh, and he you know, sent us those emails to get us connected. Um, but, but I don't, this is kind of my first time talking to you. So I don't, yeah. I don't really know your story. I don't know how you got involved with Save Our Youth. And I would mm-hmm. imagine most people at Park Church don't either. So uh, can you give us sure. your story? Sure. Um, well, my story is I actually grew up in the Midwest and... Um, um, had a pretty rough childhood, lost my mom when I was very young, only 10 years old. Wow. And uh, interestingly enough, uh, our family was involved in the Mormon church. Okay. And uh, so I was, you know, a happy kid with family. And um, But uh, with my mom passing away so early, my dad eventually did remarry. Hmm. And uh, my stepmom was a Christian. And uh, she eventually kind of moved the family more towards that. Mm. And uh, I uh, kind of went on a period of about 10 years until I was 28 years old uh, where I told people I didn't really believe in God. And um, 
didn't want people to talk to me, didn't want them to invite me to church, didn't want to read the Bible, didn't want to have anything to do with it. Why was then that? I met, pardon why, me? Why, why was that? Um, I think I was real confused. Okay. I was confused with what is this Mormon church that all my family's involved in and everything? Why haven't I ever heard anything about the Bible? Mm. Um, and then this loss, this grief that a child has, losing a parent. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know where to land. Yeah. And so I kind of landed on that point of, well, I don't know if there really is a God. Um, and I don't want people to talk to me about him. Mm -hmm. uh, my stepmom was also pretty pushy. And uh, and so I was kind of like hands off the spiritual stuff. And uh, I just wanted to kind of get out and kind of experience life, yeah. which I did in my in my 20s. Yeah. Uh, but I um, was working at a hospital, met some friends, and uh, they invited me to a Bible study. And I said, oh, go. I don't <laughs> want you to invite me to a Bible study. I really want to be friends with you, you know, taking bike trips, uh, whitewater rafting, things like that. That's all great. Yeah. Uh, but don't invite me yeah. to church. But interestingly, over time, they must have been praying for me behind the scenes or something that I didn't know about. So one Saturday night, I said, hey, uh, I think I'll go to church with you in the morning. They're like, are you kidding us? <laughs> you know, like they were like, you're not going to back out on us or anything, are you? I yeah. said, no, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to go. Well, I went to church with them that day, and I actually had one of those experiences where I went forward, accepted Christ in my life, and turned around and started walking, you know, for Christ. Oh, chills. And, uh, <laughs> wow. It, it just, it was one of those God-ordained times, and God spoke to me, and I was like in this huge church. I had no idea. They had hymn books they were singing from, and I'm like, what is that? Yeah. But I had a change of heart, wow. and, uh, you know, I felt like I was forgiven and, you know, moved what? forward. What made you want to go to church? Do you know that? I think I was tired of just going out and actually uh, being out sure. several nights of the week sure. drinking and just, you know, being a young adult and, and doing the things that young adults do. Mm -hmm. I was kind of just tired of that. Yeah. And uh, these two nurses were who uh, were Christians, and they just were so nice, and they didn't bug me or anything. We had a really good time together. I thought, you know what? I think I'm going to try this. Mm -hmm. Why Why shouldn't I try it? Sure. Why shouldn't I be open? Sure. And maybe, because I always, you know, would say, well, you know, those people are such hypocrites, and, you know, they don't know, you know, what they're, you know, believing in. And then I thought, well, maybe people would say that about me, because I don't really know what I believe in. Mm. And I maybe need to step back and look and you know, see what I believe in. Right. And uh, so I thought, you know what, I'm going to, you know, tell my friends, hey, I'm going. And, you know, I don't buy that one decision like my whole life didn't turn upside down right away. <laughs> you know, I didn't become a perfect Christian or anything. I knew nothing about the Bible. Yeah. I couldn't even, uh, I didn't have a Bible. Hmm. And so I couldn't have told you, you know, where Genesis is, anything. But um, that was what was really neat about this church is they kind of took me in and they really they mentored me hmm. they uh gave me the opportunity to be in a bible study group with 
other people, my own age and older folks. Mm. Um, and through that church, I actually started working with the young people and went on a mission trip to the Dominican Republic. And all of a sudden, I felt like God was talking to me saying, hey, I'd like you to come back here and work with young people. Huh. And um, In the DR? Yeah. Oh, wow. So I actually uh, came home and started talking to a few people in my at my church and uh, applied to our church's mission organization. And uh, they said to me, well, you know, you really need some Bible. I'm like, oh, I don't need Bible. I, you know, <laughs> I'll learn it as I go along. And they're like, no, you really need Bible. <laughs> and uh, so I ended up going to Trinity Seminary outside of... Uh, Chicago? Well, yeah, outside yeah. of Chicago, yeah. Deerfield, Illinois. Yeah. And So uh, where were you? Where was the church that you were at? In Fort Wayne, Indiana. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And what I told them was I was not going to do an undergraduate degree, that it had to be a master's program of some kind. Whoa. And uh, so we looked around, and uh, Trinity had a two-year program. They would do one year of Certificate of Biblical Studies. You could go to the mission field, and when you came home on furlough, you could finish your second year in whatever major that you wanted. And so I was in missions. And uh, so that's what I did. I did a year of biblical studies at Trinity and just fell in love with the word and had some of the best New Testament and Old Testament scholars that there are today, Don Carson from New Testament mm -hmm. and just different people. Um, and uh, it prepared me to go to the Dominican and really know how to teach Bible studies and how to help plant churches. And that's what I did in the Dominican for five years. Wow. And uh <laughs> So, yeah, it's just a crazy story of, okay, how did I get here? <laughs> but, you know, all along the way, there were people that walked beside me. Mm. So before I went to the mission field, there were several women who were mentors to me. And uh, they weren't afraid to answer questions that I had. I still had a lot of misunderstandings about who God you know, was and different things. And I would just say, well, you know, tell me, why does, why is this person that's born in India, why do they end up being Hindu or Buddhist or whatever? And they never backed down from questions. They just were open and said, well, you know, let's think about this and mm -hmm. just different ways. And I think that's what mentoring does mm -hmm. is it gives you someone else in your life. And that's what Brie has done mm -hmm. in the life of this young girl. Mm -hmm. Um, is given her a place to be with someone that's healthy and someone that knows God. Yeah. And that's the difference for Save Our Youth mentoring. There's lots of mentoring agencies around the Denver metro area, not enough to care for the kids that are asking for mentors, mm -hmm. but uh, there aren't many that uh, recruit Christian mentors and that really want kids to know Christ and have a foundation in the Word and in the church. And mm. that's why it's so important for us at Park Church. I know Bree works with the young people here at yeah, Park. Right. And her mentee comes with her. Mm -hmm. That's ultimately that's what our heart is. If we can connect our kids to the church. Sure. Yeah. Save our youth may go away, but the church isn't. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know, Bree, you know, why don't you just share with us what the church has meant for you? Yeah. With, uh, I mean, the church definitely like has been a huge influence on my life i grew up in the church and uh found park church a few years ago and uh in my life when i was a youth 
like teenage years, that was like prime and butter of when I developed my relationship with Jesus. And I just feel like that's super important to me personally. And also like for the, that's when you start to develop your own personality and your own belief system. And, um, I just wanted to be an example to young teens, um, to show them that Jesus is real, God is real, and yeah. he will give you mercy, grace, redemption, love, all you need. And when I heard about Save Our Youth, I was like, this is an amazing organization, like doing amazing things in this community. And um, so I went on a limb and I applied and got accepted and got matched. Um, and what's cool about Save Our Youth is they find a mentee that has the same interests as you, yet you're also a little different. Sure. Um, And it's amazing that it's a Christian company as well because I could not do this if I didn't have God on my side. Mm. It's very difficult at some points. Um, You get really discouraged, but it's also super rewarding. It's challenging. Um, It definitely has pointed out to me sin in my life, Mm. things I need to work on in my life, but also to just be open and honest with this teen sure. mm-hmm. to be like, I'm not perfect. Like yeah. I don't have it all together and yeah. it's okay, yeah. but let's do this together. And you know, our relationship started out kind of weird. We didn't know each other cause you got to get to know this person. Right. And sure. I was very always open about my faith and she is like, Oh, I don't know about that. That's a little mm-hmm. weird. Mm-hmm. And you know, now she's open to reading the Bible and, praying for each other and uh she's met a lot of friends through park teens and so yeah. it just just save our youth is an amazing open door to that and um there's a lot more um at-risk teens that need mentors yeah, yeah. yeah. We, currently right now we have about 50 to 75 kids on our waiting list oh wow and they're kids that are asking for mentors. Wow. They they have to help fill out the application, and they have to tell us, why do you want a mentor? Mm. Of course, some of them say, well, I know my best friend has a mentor, and they do fun things. So, you know, in a teen's perspective. Mm. But we have many who say, you know, I don't have a dad. My dad's in prison. Yeah. And uh, my, you know, we have a young girl and her brother over in Arvada, and the brother's asking for a mentor, and um, mom just passed away suddenly. Mm. So uh, there are a lot of kids who are calling in to Savor Youth, as well as parents, as well as providers, practitioners, mm. saying, hey, our kids need help. They just need one adult to lo- come alongside of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for me and my journey, my losing my mom did affect my life for a lot of years oh, yeah. the loss of a parent and god designed us to be in families and mm-hmm. to be with couples and have both parents and when we don't we really believe at savor youth that god has asked the church hmm. to be that family for that child mm-hmm. yeah. to have another adult come alongside of them like brie yeah and you know uh her young gal that she's working with uh this is absolutely the best thing that could have ever happened to this little girl. Hmm. And it, it, you know, we're not, you know, we're not saying that uh, just because we are Savior Youth. We're saying it because <laughs> she has a child that has been abandoned and has been moved around from one home to the next. 
And uh, what did she need? Somebody who would love her unconditionally. Mm. So we often say, as Christ has loved us unconditionally and has forgiven us and continues to work and mold us, that's what we're going to do for a child. Mm. And they respond. Mm. Her little girl told me just, what, a week week or two ago, um, I have some of my best friends from the kids who are in the youth group at Park Church. Wow. That is the perfect scenario that Saver Youth wants to hear. So I'm going to give a high five to Park Church and the leadership (laughs) and the mentors that we have uh, because that's just incredible. Mm. Um, And my journey eventually led me here to Denver to get my master's in counseling at Denver Seminary. And then I helped start Saver Youth 24 and a half years ago. Wow. So I still love it. I still <laughs> I still think it's a calling from God. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you remember in uh, Nehemiah the story of Nehemiah in the Bible, but you know he sends word to his family who are in Jerusalem, trying to figure out, hey, what has happened? Has the wall have the walls been rebuilt? Uh, how's the city doing? How are the families doing? And uh, word comes back to him that the walls have not been rebuilt, that everything was torn down. And the prophet in, uh, I believe, the first or second chapter of Nehemiah sits down and weeps for his city and for his people and for his family members. And that's what I want to say to Park Church and other churches that we work with here in the Denver metro area. What causes us to weep on behalf of these children that don't have a parent Mm to help them and who are asking for mentors. Mm. And for me, my life story has been I weep over children who have lost a parent or who are searching and struggling to find their identity. And no one says to them, your identity's in Christ. Mm. And thank God for Bree. She's mm. bringing that young girl here yeah. to actually see what a church family and community can be about. And that's why partnerships are so important. Absolutely. So yeah. important. Wow. wow. I feel like y'all could just keep talking. I don't I don't even know if I need to be here. I think the two of y'all can just run the show. This is I mean We like each other. Yeah, yeah. We no, get it's great. Um, wow, okay. There's a lot there. Um, maybe let's fill in the gaps real quick. So from the DR sure. five years in the DR sure. to to Denver? Um, no, I worked with um, some migrant communities in Indiana. Of course, I'm bilingual. I did go to uh, language school before I went to the Dominican. Um, But um, I speak Spanish. And so uh, coming home from the Dominican, I kind of went through some reverse culture shock, Mm. just being in another country for five years, developing family. Um, I had a young girl that was a roommate. I kind of, uh, she was a university student. I was a single missionary, and so um, we were worked in ministry together. And so she's been, uh, even to this day, her her uh, family is like my Dominican family. Oh. I call her my my daughter. Her, she just celebrated her birthday this week, and uh, so we, you know, I've still been in touch with them. But uh, eventually, I did get here to uh, Denver. 
probably 28 years ago. Wow. To, so, to get the master's. That's why you came. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. And I came, went right into school yeah. um, at Denver and finished up my master's in, in family therapy. And I worked in private practice for a little bit as I was finishing my degree. I, I would say one of the most life-changing things for me, besides all of the mentoring that I've been involved in, is I did my um, internship from Denver Seminary working on uh, the garbage dump in Guatemala City. Hmm. And the way I was able to do that was as I had a friend from seminary in uh, Trinity, and she was Guatemalan, and she had a master's in family therapy. So her and I worked together, and uh, we had a, she already had a ministry on the dump in Guatemala, and I went in and supported her, and I did some private counseling at a really nice clinic in downtown Guatemala City, and then we walked the dump every day wow. and just uh, ministered to people. Mm. And... Uh, that was an incredible experience to understand, uh, really, you know, the depths of poverty. Hmm. And uh, so for me, uh, you know, looking back on that experience, uh, God called me to work with the poor. And really, uh, I think so many young people today, they want to, uh, they want to have, they have this sense of justice. Hmm. What is justice and mercy mm-hmm. for God? And it really is. Uh, serving the vulnerable, going after those who are, you know, broken, uh, yeah. the widows, the orphans. A lot of our kids have been orphaned. They don't have a parent. They're absent or they're in jail or they're on a journey that doesn't allow them to be in the in the child's life. Mm-hmm. Uh, children who are being raised by grandparents. And yet we have kids who are so resilient, you know, um, like Bree's mentee, mm-hmm. uh, who is blossoming, really. Yeah. Uh, when I first saw her, she seemed so depressed, mm. and you could just see it in her face. Uh, I see them at our 5K, and they're actually walking this 5K so they can win Bronco tickets. Yes, <laughs> we won. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so, uh, and I see this girl that's like, she's actually... I can tell she's excited to be with her mentor. She may not be too happy that it's Saturday morning, but she's uh, <laughs> she's participating in life. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I don't know, Bree, if you can speak to that. What um, what have you seen change in Selena as you've mentored? Um, I'd have to say definitely openness mm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Like she's been abandoned. Um, she still feels that way every day. Um, but she has this relationship to back on. And also, you know, I truly, I truly don't know where her heart is with Jesus yet, but she knows that that's there too. Um, but just having the openness and she was very closed off when I first met her, she, uh, would lie about her life, uh, would not be honest with me. And it just took a lot to be like, it's okay to be honest. Like, it's okay to be sad. It's like, I'm sad too about things. And, you know, just being open and honest has been the most growth in her. Um, you know, and also just understanding that there's sometimes that you can't control situations that you're in, like, uh, relationships, Sometimes you give a hundred percent, but the other person gives zero. So, and that mm-hmm. is devastating. Um, but she's learning how to work 
through that instead of just being down and out about Mm -hmm. it. So that's definitely the biggest thing I've seen in her. And she is a very negative person. Like she always looks at the negative, like goes straight to the bad part. And she has been looking to the positive. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I try and help her with that as much as possible, but (laughs) like instead of going straight to, well, it's supposed to rain today instead of being like, it's beautiful outside. Mm-hmm. Um, she'll look up, it's beautiful outside. So, and that, that those are major things oh, yeah. Yeah. for yeah. all of us. Yeah, you know, for sure. Um, a lot of us learn those within our families, mm-hmm. right? Or we have aunts and uncles or grandparents. I think what we're finding with, uh, kids that are coming to save our youth are they're kids that are right on the edge. They can go one way or another. Mm-hmm. She can go down that negative path and that path where I've been abandoned. And so I'm never going to be close to people. But now that she has a mentor, now she knows, she definitely knows that Bree loves her. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she knows Bree's little baby mm-hmm. and her husband. And so here's this child, too, that gets to see a family and yeah. see a husband and wife love each other and love their baby. Um, and that's what's so neat about bringing them into the church. Mm-hmm. The fact that God wants us to support each other, mm-hmm. um, no matter what stage we're at, no matter what journey or questions we have. Mm-hmm. And that's really what I love about mentoring. There's so many uh, skills that kids get, and they don't even know that they need them. And sometimes we don't know what they need, mm-hmm. but God does. God puts certain um uh, you know, mentors with certain kids. And, you know, quite honestly, uh, I think another mentor might not have been able to work with Selena like Bree has because she's been open, but she's also asked Save Our Youth for help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's very, the other and thing. That, and that's like your resource. Mm-hmm. And, right. And things like that. So yeah, I so we take that into account. We uh, actually, you know, are always contacting the mentors just to make sure, hey, do you feel good about where you're at? Is there been anything that comes up that we can help you with? Yeah. So that that support and that care for that mentor. Yeah. And that's why we have a lot of our mentors. We ask for one-year commitment, one to three hours a week. Mm. And that can be doing anything, right? Yeah. Uh, what kinds of things have you done, Bree? That I mean, there's been times where, and, and also, like, you don't support us financially, so we we like choose what to do. So, and it doesn't have, you don't have to spend money. You don't have to do any of these things. There's many days where we just go hang out at Sloan's Lake and feed the Mm -hmm. geese. Um, or we've gone and done like one of those painting classes. Uh, you know, we always go to Starbucks because we love Starbucks. We, <laughs> me and Selena do this thing where we like go to all these different coffee shops and try either their ice cream or their coffee or whatever. And we just hang out. And, mm-hmm. um, so far Com- common grounds has really good ice cream. Okay. Um, uh, okay. if anybody needs to know, but good to know. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's just everything. And then, you know, save our youth has people that donate tickets to like nuggets games and Rockies games cool. and we can sure. win Broncos tickets. So, We've taken advantage of that as well, but it's it's seriously anything you want to do with them, right. which yeah. is great. I mentored a young girl for about six years, and she's married now and has her own family. But uh, we would go to ice cream. I'd say, okay, we I have like five bucks tonight, or I have ten. Right. What do you think we want to do? And so, you know, DQ, DQ was our mm. uh thing at the time but um yeah so it it just becomes a natural relationship and i know sometimes 
people are afraid, well, you know, what am I going to say to this kid? But again, you know, we help in a lot of different ways. So we give activity ideas. Um, but also it's just uh, for most of us, either we've been parents or we're kind of on that journey or we've been an aunt and uncle. Some In some way we've re- related to a young person. Mm-hmm. And it's just about being yourself right. and asking God to show you how can I do this and how can I give to someone else? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think one thing people are afraid of, oh, I'm going to be driving an hour to get to a kid or whatever. Yeah. And right now we have a really good system of tracking where our kids are and where mentors are. Yeah. So um, we try to get every mentor matched within 15 to 30 minutes of where that child is. Mm. So you're not stuck in Denver traffic and uh, you're not spending all your time, you know, driving, right. but you're able to get to them. You're also able to be spontaneous. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at a Rockies game on Sunday, and uh, one of our mentors was sitting behind me, and she said, oh, I wanted to bring my mentee, but she had to work. Mm. And so just, again, things that you're doing in your life, I'm the type of person that say just – take that kid with you. Yeah. I would take yeah. my mentee to the grocery store. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, I taught her how to pump gas, you know, yeah. she hadn't learned that from her parents. So just different things. Uh, that's just yeah. doing life together. Yeah. Right. And commu- communication. Yes. Is definitely the number one thing. Mm. What do you mean by that? Like communicating with your mentee. Yeah. Sure. Like, Hey, this is what's going on this week. Let's do this. Let's okay. do that. And also with their parent, yeah. grandparent, aunt, sure. uncle, whoever they're living with, that has been a huge blessing. Uh, Selena's mom has been fabulous. We're always on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, that's also a huge help too. Um, yes. Just communication, but yeah, and doing everything, going to the grocery store, doing all those things. So yeah. She's going to come to my work this friday cool. okay so good to see what yeah. it's like to work with kids so yeah 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 so it's just like invite them in your life i so. love that mm-hmm. i you know i am a young dad my daughter's only two and a half years old but mm-hmm. i think even so far in raising her sure. um it, really it's just about explaining to her why we're doing the things that we're doing exactly it, you know it's not um it, it's a big undertaking and it's a big calling and it's a, it's a challenge for sure um, but I think people think you have to be prepared and you have to have a perfect schedule and you have to know exactly what, why you're doing sure. what you're doing. And nope. yeah, for, for <laughs> the most part, the right, right. It's like, you know, we need to go to the store because we're out of food and we, you know, we need to make dinner tonight or whatever, you know, that's a basic example, but it's sure. actually an example that you just brought up. I think, sure. I guess I'm just identifying parenting and mentoring. I mean, I think there's a lot sure. of crossover people tend to think of it as like, oh, gosh, i got to be a mentor. You know, how how am I going to be a mentor? I don't even know what I'm doing, right? But like you said, be yourself, um, communicate. Sure. um, Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, just, you know, really uh, ask God to show you. Yeah. And, um, you know, for we do hear from a lot of mentors that, Mm. you know, this was the best thing that God asked me to do. And it has stretched me. Yeah. And I have realized that. Maybe I have some misunderstandings about uh, poor children and their mm, families. Maybe mm. maybe I do have, you know, uh, kind of some biases or some prejudices yeah. because of lack of understanding. But there's nothing better. And, you know, God uh, knew in sending Christ and having Christ live among us, um, he knew yeah. that we could see and relate and believe. Yeah. 
in this Savior and in this God who loved us so much. And I think in the same way, that's what God wants to give us if we mentor. He mm. wants to give us that relationship and that bond with somebody that's totally different yeah. than we are. You know, um, and they've grown up differently. They've had, um, you know, not all of our kids have had severe traumas, but they they have a lack in their life mm-hmm. for a good, healthy adult. Right. And uh, they want to be successful, but they don't know how. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of our kids are the first graduates, high school graduates mm-hmm. in their family. Wow. So they're setting uh, an example for younger siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of our kids, almost every one of our kids, would be a first-time college graduate. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, you know, in our country, in our state, one in five minority students who start college never finish. Wow. And so getting uh, kids into our uh, scholarship program for Save Our Youth, uh, having a college prep program, Selena will eventually be able to be in that. When she's a senior, she can be in our career, our college prep program, Mm -hmm. and she'll get to look at all her options. Does she want to go to college? Does she want to do the trades? Does she need support for a technical school? Mm -hmm. And all those things are benefits of being in the Saver Youth Mentoring Program. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, Yeah. I think what you said there, proximity uh, sometimes can break down misconceptions. Yes, um, I had Jordan Fisher here last month from Hope in Our City. They work with refugee populations. Yeah. Yes. And he said even when he got into the work, he wasn't sure how he felt about refugees yes. and about their presence in the United States. Even mm-hmm. him personally, he's co-founder of the organization, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. But as yeah. he uh, showed up every Friday in the Sun Valley neighborhood to play basketball sure. with the kids who were there, um, the proximity... <laughs> broke down a lot of his misconceptions about refugee populations. Right. So for a lot of people, I think it does feel scary. Wait, I don't, I don't know how to relate to poor kids. I don't know how to deal with trauma. Right. Right. Um, But the closer you get to it, not, it doesn't normalize it, but it, um, I think maybe you realize that it's not as big of a challenge as you might anticipate. Is that fair? Yeah. There there are challenges to be sure. There are definitely challenges, but it's nothing you can't overcome. Right. Right. Yeah. It's really that commitment. Yeah. And I know uh, I know when Bree, you know, when they were first just trying to work through what's this trust going to look like from both sides. Right, and, right. You know, seeing things that you say, oh, wow, you know, I have to talk to this kid about this. Mm. And, the, you know, things that aren't easy to talk yeah. about. And yet as you do it, you realize that, you know, we all know, you know, uh, if you're going to be in a good relationship, whatever that is, if it's a marriage relationship, if it's your best friend forever, you have to work at it. There's yeah. some points oh, when yeah. Yeah. there are disagreements, there's misunderstandings, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's okay because mm-hmm. that is what life is. Yeah. Exactly, and, yeah. um, Talk to me a little bit about boundaries. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that some folks go, how do I establish boundaries? If they're, sure. if my mentee is asking me for things mm-hmm. that I can't provide or don't feel like I should provide or do you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying sure. there? How uh-huh. do you, how do you guys work through that? Sure. Um, do you want to hit on that Brie? Or? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I guess the boundary that was, that's been a huge thing for me is like, I just had a baby a few months ago and, uh, you know, I talked to my 
to Keith who works at, mm-hmm. at Save Our Youth and I was like, you know, this is just a lot. Like yeah. having a newborn baby and being a mentor and you want me to meet with her once a week for like three hours. Like that's just so much commitment and mm-hmm. I'm trying to navigate this whole parenting thing and um, also Selena's like upset because she hasn't, I had major surgery having a baby and like she hasn't seen yeah. me for two months and so um I guess I had to have the conversation with her saying, you know, I have a family now, like you're, you are so important to me. Like I had to drill that into her mind. Like Mm -hmm. you are still important to me. You are still amazing. Like I'm here for you anytime you need me, but there's going to be some times where I need to take care of Scarlett or I need to do something for her or my family. And I don't want you to think I don't care about you. I like, I constantly have to tell her that. Um, but definitely there's like the communication aspect, like Mm -hmm. that's the number one thing. But also like, I've never had an issue with like her asking me for money or Mm -hmm. like being Mm -hmm. her taxi, you know? Um, but I know that that could be a struggle for other people. And it's Mm -hmm. just, I think it, you just have to be like, no, that's not what I am for you. Sure. Like, you know, just sure. be open and honest about it. And the way that we try and help mentors is, is you know, it's better to put the boundary on earlier rather than trying to Later. backtrack. Yeah. yeah. It's right. like with our own children or whatever. You yeah. know, we let them eat, eat candy all day long. And then the <laughs> next time they want candy, we say, oh, no, we're never giving you candy again. Right. And, you know, it's like, okay, wait a minute. Uh, we should have started with this is the amount of candy that we have. And, yes. you know, that yes. kind of thing. Setting expectations. Right. Uh-huh. And uh, so we talk with mentors about expectations yeah. and not setting kids up either to mm-hmm. think that, oh, wow, yeah, my mentor's going to take me out to eat every week and this is what we're doing and these kinds of things. Honestly, uh, you know, uh, the majority of our kids will never ask, you know, uh, for things or, you know, really try and push over boundaries. But if they feel like, you know, uh, the mentor's already been kind of opening up their purse and showing him that, hey, you know, yeah, I have this money or I'm going to do this for you, then all of a sudden it's just natural for a kid to yeah. say, well, yeah, geez, I, you know, I would like that. Yeah. Um, so I had a good friend. She wanted to mentor and, and you know, great friend. Uh, and you know, she was pretty wealthy. And so I said to her, you know, now, uh, when you start mentoring, you know, like, don't go out and do the big ticket items right away, you know, just kind of wait and, you know, kind of set yourself on this little journey. No, first time, uh, I'm taking my kid to Elitch's. They spend the whole day. Uh, she has now dropped over a hundred dollars and she's calling me that night saying, Oh, I can't mentor. I said, no. Let's think about this. Yeah, and you and set a budget. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I kind of had to talk her down off the, I'm going to, you know, quit this right now. I said, yeah. no, no, you know, these were your decisions, but let's think about it. Yeah, I know you don't want to spend eight hours with a kid, and you just met them. So, <laughs> right. uh, you know, let's get back to our model of one, two, three hours a week. Mm-hmm. And I think even as Bree, you know, in her situation, a lot of times we'll say to mentors, it sounds like maybe right now you're at a, you, you're at a place where, you know, every other week is probably going to be good. And yeah. if you can really do that, uh, the child appreciates it if you're honest and you talk about it and you figure it out yeah. yes and um but you know initially that first year we asked for that weekly commitment and again we know it won't always happen sure um but 
uh, a text, a phone call. Uh, I'm going to be out of town on vacation, right. but I'm going to drop you a postcard, whatever it is. Yeah. Again, it's always that communication. Yeah. And remember, you are helping this child move into adulthood and really be able to be successful, mm-hmm. to build a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I remember um, as as a single person here in Denver, um, I was a foster parent, and I had a little ten year old boy who had an attachment disorder. But when he came to my home, I did therapy with him once a week mm. to help him eventually attach to me as a parent. And then eventually he was able to be adopted mm. into a family. Wow. Why? Because I had given time every week in counseling, but then also just our living every day. <laughs> but, you know, uh, I share that as, you know, just saying that children need to attach to someone and they want to uh, know you and they, they want to get to know you more, get to know your family be a part of your life, be a part of your church. And that's all a good thing, but we can set boundaries all along the way. Sure. And um, I think, you know, mentoring still for us is the best backup plan to the broken family. Mm. That's how we say it. Mm. We also say mentoring, uh, it's not natural. It's not natural for Bree to take this little gal and her life situation and really say, come into my life and be a part of it of it yeah. but it is supernatural yeah it's a god thing yeah mm-hmm. when a mentor comes forward and says i want to invest in the life of a child i'm going to learn along with them what this means right so, right well if yeah. you're in denver and uh, you've continued to listen to this point and you still don't want to be a mentor i don't know i don't know <laughs> what to tell you um Again, you can go to parkchurchdenver.org slash park-podcast and, uh, and click on the, the show page there to uh, have a link over to uh, saveouryouth.org. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you can learn more about how to get, how to get started with the process there on their yes. website. Um, let's do a couple fun questions as we wrap up. Uh-huh. Okay. Sure. You ready? Yeah. All right. Uh, favorite TV show, movie, and or book that you've watched or read recently? A piece of content that you've consumed recently that you're like, that was really good. What do you got? For me, I brought this book along. Cause oh, here it is. Because, okay. Uh, uh, it's called Whisper, How to Hear the Voice of God by Mark Batterson. Okay. And so he goes through that whole thing of Nehemiah mm. and finding out from God by reading his word yeah. and by listening, finding out what God wants you to do. Mm. And so when we look at mentors and people say, well, I don't know if I should mentor. That's why I say, go back to the word, search the word for what God says and the commands in scripture to serve the poor and the vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, and so I'm just trying to, you know, hear the whisper of God. Mm. What, what makes my heart tick? Yeah. And, uh, you know, for me, it has been that whole thing of, getting other adults to take a child and love them like Christ loves us mm. and uh, see where their journey takes them. Yeah. That, that to me is worth all the effort, the heartache, the tears, mm. the pounding of the fist on the table as, <laughs> as he says in this book uh, to, you know, get people fired up to mentor. Right. Yeah. Have you been to the movies this year? Uh 
Not much. No? Okay. <laughs> All right. Not much. No TV shows or anything like that? Oh, jeez. I'm, you know, I'm older, so yeah. I go with HGTV. Oh, okay. I, I, All right. I, I like, I kind of, I, well, I kind of fantasize on the Caribbean part of it and the, <laughs> the Hawaiian part of it yeah. on the weekend. Okay. Okay. Great. <laughs> yeah, where I'm like, whoa, I'd like to be on that beach and build a house there and surf and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Bree, what do you got? Uh, definitely the Ephesian study that Park is doing right oh, now. Nice. I'm oh, nice. I'm obsessed. Okay. It's amazing. Oh. Yeah. Like, like, it's amazing. Good. We should do That's it for neat. every series we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to be super basic with a TV show, This Is Us. I cry every single oh, time. Yeah. Yep. My wife loves that show. I've never uh -huh. seen it, but... Um, and I never get to go to the movies anymore. No, this baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> feel you. Um, little one. iPhones or Androids or something else. I'm an Android. I'm an iPhone. Oh, I'm and you guys get along Google. so well. I get, I get. I have the Google phone. I'm a Google oh. person. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. What's the best meal that you've had recently? Oh, jeez. I was at a. Of course, speaking Spanish, I try to. Uh, I always have friends who are, you know, from different countries. Yeah. So I actually have some good friends. They're from Costa Rica, and she had a birthday party. Okay. And I didn't know that I was going to be the only white person there, but at least <laughs> I spoke Spanish. Yeah. But there were people from Argentina and Colombia and Costa Rica, and it was just really fun. And they had um, they had arroz con pollo, which mm. is a rice dish where the chickens and vegetables are cooked inside the rice, and it is yummy. Oh, man. But then um, the girl's birthday uh, that we were at, her dad was visiting from Costa Rica, and he had made a dish called sancocho, okay. which in the Dominican is all of these vegetables and like kind of every kind of meat that they can put in there. <laughs> and so I heard that he had sancocho, and he's like, would you like some? And I said, yes. So, yeah, I haven't had that. It's kind of like a stew, okay. but it has things like yuca and platano and a lot of the Latin American vegetables, but then it'll have some chicken in it. It'll have some pork. It might have a sausage. It's yeah. just different. Tasty. Yeah. But it's, it's, like a, it's really good. Like a South American gumbo. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Kind of right. like there. that. Uh, yeah. Where, so we don't know your Costa Rican friends. Where can we eat that in Denver? <laughs> Actually, I have a basement apartment, and they're going to start renting, renting it, so oh, I yeah? might have to invite you. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah, for some Costa Rican food. I'm hoping to cash in myself. <laughs> Bree, what so, do you got? Um, I recently just went plant-based. Oh. Wah, wah. I miss cheese. Oh, but man. I made this amazing black bean burger Ooh. with, like, okay. bell peppers, onions. That's all I remember putting. Carrots, yeah. black beans, obviously, yeah. and oats. And you bake it in the oven for, like, 20 minutes Ooh, at 400. Like it's so good. Okay. It's, like, yeah. the closest thing to, like, a hamburger. <laughs> it's so good. That's the best thing I've had recently. Great. Uh, nerdiest thing that you're into. The thing that you kind of don't want to tell me about. Uh -huh. The corner of your know, life. I'm pretty sure. I mean. That, uh, that you're kind of embarrassed about. I really, really, really like Baby Shark. <laughs> baby Shark. <laughs> uh, my daughter, she's obsessed. Yeah. Like, uh -huh. I will sing it to her all the time and she'll be like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I'm obsessed. That's oh good. Oh my gosh. What you, are my do you have any nerdy, uh, nerdy I interests? Know. I might be too old. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, actually, right now, what I'm obsessed with is that I just turned 65 okay. in summer, and I am planning a kind of cross-country trip in a Class C motorhome. Whoa. And so most people don't know that about me, but I am kind of obsessed uh, going up to Longmont on that corridor of I-25 where all the RV places are. Oh, yeah. And uh, I've been checking them out. I've been checking websites in Texas. Uh, yeah, so okay. I'm kind of planning for that future. <laughs> that sounds really, really great. So, You're going all over? Yeah, want to yeah. go all over. Wow. Maybe kind of in some short segments. Okay. Because uh, I'm hoping to do some work overseas during okay. my retirement. But maybe have like a, a three months at a time. I can do a road trip here in the States and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. Cool. Um, okay, last question. Uh, and I steal this one from a guy named Tim Ferriss. If you could uh, put a billboard anywhere in the world, where would you put it and what would it say? That's really hard. I know. Hmm. That's really hard. Mm -hmm. That's fine. There's normally like yeah. 15 seconds of silence at this point. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The verse that keeps coming to mind is... Whenever you feel unloved, unimportant, and insecure, remember to whom you belong. Hmm. But I can't. I I don't know where I'd put it. <laughs> Maybe Las Vegas. I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think now I'd I'd put it in Denver. I'm. Uh, I don't know if I would start with the word desperate, hmm. but for kids and the needs that we see in this city, yeah. just in this city, that God's called us to. I'd say we're desperate for mentors. Mm -hmm. Would you serve God by mentoring? Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, just uh, <laughs> we need the church yeah. um, to be our advocates for yeah. kids. Yeah. And uh, right here, you know, uh, from Aurora to Lakewood to right here in North Denver to uh, – kids who are asking for mentors in Commerce City or mm -hmm. Westminster. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just all over. Yeah. So, uh, and I think that's, it is a message that God wants, you know, for the church. Yeah. And that's why I appreciate Park Church and uh, the focus on missionaries and mm -hmm. on missions mm -hmm. and on just planting the church around the world, mm -hmm. some of the great things that Park Church has done. Yeah. Uh, it's a legacy yeah. that God gives us. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, you know, the role of Park Church is, is to equip the saints for the work of ministry mm -hmm. and then to find uh, amazing organizations like yours yeah. and, and just do the best that we can to partner with you with the good work that you're doing. So thank you. And uh, thanks for your time today. And uh, hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next month with uh, another interview. I'm not sure who we'll be talking with. Uh, but uh, we're, we're getting towards the tail end of our conversations with uh, organizations that we support financially. So uh, come back next month for that. And again, go to parkchurchdenver.org slash park-podcast to check out any of the things that we've mentioned today um, and to, to uh, find more information about being a mentor. Again, that's saveouryouth.org. If you want to just go straight to their website, you can do that there. Um, yeah, thanks again for listening, and uh, I'll see you next month. Bye-bye.